0: Institute of World Mission podcast. You're listening to the show for Adventist cross-cultural mission enthusiasts. My name is Alex Ott, and together with the IWM team, we invite you to join us today. This podcast is a production of the Institute of World Mission brought to you with support of the General Conference Missions family of ministries and services. I'm glad to be able to share today with you an interview with Albert Kuhn. Elbert currently serves as General Conference Associate Secretary with Special Oversight of the Adventist Volunteer Services Department. A man of a vision for missions and one who's got a big heart for young people, Albert has been deeply involved in calling Adventist young people for cross-cultural mission services back in South America Division and currently does that exact same thing in the global church. Just a few weeks ago, I had the privilege to spending several um, weeks together with Albert and Kleiji Kuhn in the setting of uh, a mission institute. I could personally witness the attention and mentoring he gave uh, to several young adults who were also there with us. It is this vision, practically applied in Albert's life and in his team's life, for how a younger generation can join us in missions, this is what we're exploring with Albert in the interview. You, who are already in the field, can make a bigger difference. Let's find out how in this interview with Albert. Albert, welcome to the Institute of World Mission podcast. It's
1: good to be here, Alex.
0: So you've been recently elected as the General Conference Associate Secretary with oversight of the Adventist Volunteer Services Program. Mm -hmm. Could you please tell us a bit more how God has brought you to this ministry?
1: Well, that's an interesting question, Alex. I was never a pastor who used to pray uh, to have a missionary experience per se. I was really happy doing my pastoral ministry leading out a church, and one day, as we always uh, believe, God lead our life to what He knows it's best. And He opened up a door, and we end up in one of the most remote places on earth, that is uh, Mongolia in Asia, and we spend about uh, 11 years of our uh, ministerial life in there. And that experience basically changed my ministry I would say forever, mm-hmm. and because of uh, the joys, the trials, the challenges, and everything we have lived in a mission field, I fell in love with the mission.
0: Well, thank you very much for mentioning this. And the reason for us to have this interview today is because of our audience, mm-hmm. the audience of missionaries. Uh-huh. So we will we will go into some of the areas together with you that are very relevant to a lot of the people who are listening to us today. But before we do that, can you help clarify some terms? Mm-hmm. So um, what is AVS all about here at the General Conference? Or in general, what, 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 what is this department doing?
1: Well, AVS stands for Adventist Volunteer Service. It's a program designed for young university Adults, let's say, young adults in a university age, but not excluding the ones who already graduated or the ones who are already uh, in a working environment. It's open to everyone, but originally was designed to use the skills, the abilities, the energy, the connectivity of our young adults with the needs we have around the world, Some places don't have needs where local people sometimes are young in church experience. Some of them would need mentoring, uh, support, and that's when our volunteers will come. Some places would probably also not have enough resources, financial resources, to run a school uh, with... uh, faculty fully hired uh, in their full capacity that's when the volunteers will come in and they will serve uh, sometimes in a monthly stipend where they will basically cover their you know daily needs not looking for any uh, professional pay so that's a program design where places with needs will use the abilities and skills of our young people. And at the same time, when our young people engage in these mission projects, they will feel that the reason we exist as a church members, the reason we exist as Christians, is to serve. And for all the years I've been working with Adventist Volunteer Service, I have never seen a single volunteer returning home saying it was not a good experience. Mm. All of them, even some, have faced real challenges. Mm -hmm. I have said some have had very serious accidents. We have lost very few, but we did lose some. Even the family said, my daughter died doing what she loved the most. So... Uh, The experience of serving God in a different culture, in a different environment, uh, where people eat different food, uh, where people speak a different language, where the behavior is different, where the church uh, system is different, is very uh, encouraging in the growth of uh, the character and personality of God. Future generation of uh, leaders
0: right, we, we will talk about um, the vision it 's an important part, uh, but let me get, let me get it straight. Uh, some of our uh, listeners will will really do know what the AVs program mm-hmm. is all about, and some will have no context mm-hmm. however it 's important for us that they actually know that you know, we as a community of practice long-term missionaries out there actually know the the possibilities that we have with the avs program Mm -hmm. and we will we'll come there Mm -hmm. so if i get it correctly there is a website that anyone can go any young person can go and see the opportunities available and they can apply is is that how it
1: works that's right alex we do have a website that is uh, www.adventistvolunteers.org where you have all the positions, you have the calling organizations, and you have all the calls available, uh, the requirements. Some places have different requirements. You have also the length of uh, the project. You have uh, the information where you stay, uh, about your food, if you are going to eat in the cafeteria. If you we need to provide your own meals, you will have an idea about the stipend and even tickets. Most of the time, the volunteers will pay for their tickets and they will have the insurance and they will have the stipend and normally a place to stay. But all the requirements are in there. Mm-hmm. So, if you go there, you have all the information. And most People will ask in what languages the informations are, and I would say, uh, nowadays, English is the worldwide language. So the language is in English, but we are in the process of uh, updating our website. It's a time for an update, and we hope to have soon uh, some more, I would say, probably in, in, in a more modern language, in a more, you know, youth language, in, in a more... Virtual reality, and soon we'll have this uh, website running, and I think will be very exciting. And probably you,
0: yeah,
1: probably you will also help us in some of this uh, process we're creating.
0: Good good to hear. So on the front end, any young person can come uh, to the website and see all kinds of positions, many places in the world. But on the other side, there are organizations, people who may feel a need, and they can go and post a position mm-hmm. right, for a volunteer to come in and volunteer. So, that's the other side of the equation.
1: That's correct. Uh, we do have what we call the calling organization. Um, we, and we have these organizations literally everywhere around the globe. And all the organizations that are directly uh, connected with the Seventh-day Adventist Church uh, can create a service request mm-hmm. where you post their need and this service request will be uh, shown to everyone. So uh, this service request uh, requires certain, uh, i probably say a sequence of uh, requirements that needs to be there. But at the same time, The organizations who are not directly connected, we call supportive organizations, can have also volunteers uh, working with us through a memorandum of understanding. Oh, that's very nice. Yes, we do have many supporting organizations that, you know, call many, many volunteers around the world. They are run by uh, Adventist uh, church members they are recognized by the local conference or by the local union and we have a memorandum of understanding with them where they agree with certain uh, requirements that we need and then they can easily post a service request and we have volunteers uh, serving in Europe uh we have volunteers serving in South America we have volunteers serving here uh, in United States for supporting organizations. And they have done a great job in many places.
0: So, Elbert, uh, to, to recap, uh, what AVS does, it matches the interest of young people to go and serve with the interest of organizations for additional help, for, uh, for additional skills that they may not have locally and they may not have all the financial resources, but some that they can still invest And so, this the ADS department here at the General Conference, together with the division, is matching massive amounts of people and organizations together, making it really possible to find talent for the needs cross-culturally anywhere in the globe. That's exactly, Alex.
1: Yeah, you are completely right. Uh, Basically, we match a need with an ability to supply the existing need. And our young people are really grateful for the opportunities given to them because it helps them to open their eyes to the possibility of becoming in the future a full-time missionary. Or in the future they can become business people or professional people. But the experience they have had in the past that kept them throughout the challenging years of their youth connected with God connected with the church, uh, faithful to the mission that God entrusted to them, they will always remember those years as the best years, keeping them faithful and committed to the Lord. And I have talked with so many volunteers that are, all, are professionals, and they are always saying, I am very thankful for the opportunity I was given In a time where I was having so many temptations, so many opportunities to do this or to do that, the church opened up a door for me. And I was not really sure. Some will say I was not really well prepared. But by faith, I accepted and I went. And that changed my whole life. And some of them have turned into great missionaries. Some of them, for example, they were in a different career and then when returned back to their home country, they say, I want to study something that allow me one day to serve as a full-time missionary because I want to dedicate not only one year, but the remaining years of my life fully to the Lord. So that's the purpose also behind the Adventist volunteer service is to prepare a generation and somehow to help to take care of them during mm-hmm. some years that are very challenging uh, for all of us. You
0: know. Now, Albert, El- I, I feel your passion. I really do share um, this vision of yours that you're sharing uh, for the impact we can have on young people. Uh, those of us who are there out there in the mission field already, so that's exactly where at you, you that's a great transition mm-hmm. for us into mm-hmm. um, our next part here. We are right now talking to specific community of practice we are long term missionaries out there in the field Adventist missionaries mm-hmm. why would um, this knowledge about AVS be important to us as a community how can we help you in this process Mm -hmm. why are we in the picture why are we talking about this
1: it's a very interesting to think about it alex uh, because we are talking to our colleagues who are full-time missionaries and they may be wondering you know where am i in this uh, conversation i i would probably share with my uh, colleagues out in the field saying if I was to go back one day as a full-time missionary, I will most certainly find a way to have someone to help and to give them an opportunity to experience what has uh, basically uh, changed my entire ministerial life. That was uh, my uh, missionary experience. I am very sure... As a missionary, that one of my priorities is to mentor, disciple, and prepare people to one day take my place. Mm -hmm. As a missionary, in general, we go to places where we are serving a need because for some reason there was a need for a missionary there. But the ideal would be that probably someone local or someone... Uh, could be doing that job that was uh, from that community, from, you know, that place. And the way I see is bringing in a volunteer is to prepare someone to be one day also a good supporting missionary to the church, no matter they are. For example, I can give you a number of uh, people who are now full-time missionaries, and during some years were volunteers. And they are now full-time missionaries, because when they were volunteers, a full-time missionary gave them the opportunity to serve for one or two years. Uh, One of these cases, just uh, this morning, I heard from a friend that was in Kyrgyzstan, And he was sharing with me something very interesting. He was with his family. He was already a pastor, and he was a youth director in one conference, but he decided to go as a volunteer. And I say, how in the world someone will uh, stop a full-time ministry to go as a volunteer? He said, I want to experience the missionary life, and the only way I'm finding to go is as a volunteer. So, finally, he went, and now he's back in his home country, and I was amazed when he was sharing with me this morning that now, in his home country, they invited him to run full-time a project uh, to prepare volunteers, (laughs) to have the same experience as he had. So, investing in volunteers giving them the opportunity is promoting the mission of the church in your place you can have a good support in uh, the place where they come from because volunteers returning volunteers are people who will be doing one of the best missionary promotion back in their home country because they are passionate about. They are engaged in what they do. They really want other people to feel the same feeling they have felt while in the mission field. So uh, it's very, I believe, it's very encouraging for all of us full-time missionaries to give to the young ones the opportunity. And they can sometimes come and fill a gap uh, for uh, positions we don't have people prepared And we have so many capable young people willing to go out and to give one or two years to the Lord.
0: Albert, uh, let's imagine a situation, um, and those are the situations that our listeners find themselves in. You know, I may be a physician in a a hospital, Um, so I'm listening to this episode and I'm thinking, hmm, you know, we don't have any volunteers in our hospital, Um, but I would. That that sounds really exciting. I mean, we can get a few people to help us here. So, But I'm not mm-hmm. the director of this hospital. I'm, I'm a physician. How would I go about making sure that somebody comes?
1: Well, uh, one of the first steps is to discuss in your local mission hospital and to bring this issue to the attention probably, f- f- you know, to the administration and share with them and tell them, look, we do have well-prepared young people willing to come, and we'll give them housing, we'll give them a small stipend, and we may have them for two years. If there is an agreement between the administration and this uh, physician who is suggesting uh, the position, you bring this to the union, let's say. Normally, a hospital is under a union, and then the union executive secretary and his assistant will create a service request.
0: Into that website,
1: Into right? that right. website. It's very easy. It's basically a front and back page. It's very easy. It's nothing complicated. And it's then posted worldwide. But let's say Alex is working in Kyrgyzstan, and Alex wants someone to help him with a media and you do have a name. That Actually, is, I
0: have somebody in mind.
1: You have somebody in mind. Wow, I know someone, and I wish that person could come and help us. Then the process is the same, but you have a named call. You have the service request posted, but all together with the service request goes a call to certain person that you already agreed. And it normally... You do have an interview with the person. You do have recommendations from the place where the person lives, their conference, their union. All of the sending and receiving organizations are voted at different levels: local level, union level, conference, or sorry, division level, general conference level. So there is many layers and many levels of approvals to make sure that we are screening very well. So the person who comes to work with Alex will really be capable. And not only capable, but will be someone of a good reputation, someone very responsible.
0: Now, uh, what you just described now raises a bunch of questions that I think uh, are raised in in our listeners' minds as well. Uh, How how much time does the process usually take? So I, I want a media person... Uh, For a little team that I have, I go to my conference, say, let's do this. Suppose they agree, we paste our union, uh, post the call, uh, say it takes two weeks on our site until the call is posted. What happens after that? On average, Mm -hmm. how long does it take for the person to actually come?
1: If you do have a name, the process is sometimes a little faster. What delays the process most of the time... Is the visa, so that's why we suggest if you have the idea of calling someone, uh, allow three months time. About three months. Well, About three months time. Allow three months time to process. The approvals are very fast. Normally we have two weeks since the service request is created and someone apply. We have two re- two weeks to approve or decline the name and two weeks is not a long time for a call and then we allow let's say two months for the visa process some places are very easy some places are a little bit more complicated
0: another question then if I actually have a person in mind what would compel me to go through the system if we have a little stipend and and, and some humble housing Mm -hmm. we can just tell him come he raises his money, comes over, you know, we, we can have, we can do the whole thing. Why would we bother uh, to involve a lot of people and their time and weight and all of that?
1: You know, another very good question, and I've been asked this question many times. Uh, we believe everyone is capable in, in going and giving fully themselves to the Lord. But there are some issues we should never overlook. And I would probably say the issue of insurance is one of the most important in this process. Mm-hmm. Insurance is something we never pay attention until the moment we need. And we do have cases. And I personally was involved in one case where a friend of us was called from Australia to Mongolia. And he arrived the second day he was there. He fell from the third floor of an uh, old building, and broke his back. And in Mongolia, there is no medical facility to treat someone with a, br- a broken uh, back. And he was then evacuated in an airplane, ambulance airplane from Mongolia to Hong Kong. He stayed three months in a hospital to then fly in a commercial flight back to Australia. And the insurance took care of everything. So we never know. That's a
0: compelling example.
1: We never know what may happen. We pray and hopefully we'll never need the insurance, but working through the church system first brings safety to both sides to the calling organization, to the sending organization, and the most important, keep the volunteer safe. Because in some cases it's very sad when a volunteer and I also have cases where a volunteer went to work in a country with no insurance. We record all of our communication. We say, please, do uh, finish your application. Don't forget, you have not finished. If you are not finished, we cannot approve. But he went ahead and traveled on his own. And we later on learned that he died of a uh, tropical disease, and unfortunately, you know, it happened, but the family then start questioning, wasn't him working for the church? Mm -hmm. Wasn't him doing, you know, missionary work? Yes, he was, but in the process, something was missing, and even for missionaries who are listening to us, I would probably say, be very careful calling someone That sometimes may be cheap in the final cost, but it may end up bringing a huge headache and a huge liable consequence uh, to uh, the missionary who called or to the church who called or to the conference or mission who called because... At the end, this is a very serious problem.
0: But going through the system takes care of all of that. Oh, yes.
1: We we will never send a missionary without clicking the insurance button. We never approve a missionary if the insurance or a volunteer, if the insurance is not uh, first uh, completed.
0: And it's also fair for the person because if they go and their local church knows and the division approves and all of that, then they have a context to return to. And another thing we just uh, discussed with you just before the interview, right, Albert, is that uh, we want to really improve um, uh, learning opportunities that Adventist uh, AVS volunteers will be able to access. Mm -hmm. And if they are part of this community of young people who are there uh, doing something for the Lord, then they have access to a lot of things to uh, to provide better service. My last question for you today I know the time is flying very fast is we kind of discussed it but uh your your uh, your take once again um, why would a missionary out there take this message seriously today? why would they want to have somebody next to their side uh, take uh advantage of what we are offering today go into a trouble of dealing with you know with a younger person why would they want to do it
1: one of my passion in ministry uh, Alex is to see that I am somehow multiplying what I'm doing one of the best ways to multiply what we do is to mentor and disciple Someone to catch the vision, to be on fire in the things I am passionate about. And I really believe when a missionary is out there, that could be the best time to train someone. To have someone by your side praying with you every day. Someone who may make a mistake and then you will be there and say, you know out in a mission field we need to be careful about these we need to be sensitive to culture we need to understand different practices we need somehow you know to embrace and welcome people in spite of the differences we may have and you are not only helping them to prepare to be missionaries full time in the future you are also helping them probably going back home and being great missionaries in their hometown in their home church in their place where they came from i fulfill my ministerial life when i see that i am somehow duplicating yeah. reproducing you know in someone who is willing to learn who is willing to 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 to, to grow closer to god to who is willing to do god's mission
0: Friends, as you can see, there is a tremendous opportunity. It may very well be untapped in your ministry, in the life and functioning of your organization. Calling volunteers helps us strengthen our teams, mentor young people for missions, reproduce and multiply the work we've been asked to do by our dear Lord Jesus. If you have any questions, write Albert to his email which is K-U-H-N-E at gc.adventist.org. Don't forget to share this episode with someone for whom it may be just a needed spark, an idea, a small step in God's plan for them. I'm Alex Ott, and I'm looking forward to seeing you next time.